0: Hey, Cask Chasers, we'll start the show in just a moment, but first, a word from our sponsor.
1: Hey, everybody, Joshua Hatton here with Impex Beverages. I'm actually sitting here with my wife, and I brought her on because I realized I spend a good amount of time sitting in front of a microphone talking about whiskey, but, you know, this is my life partner, and I, I'm guessing you'd really don't know what the hell I'm saying.
0: Mostly I do not. That's correct.
1: Yeah. So if I said, you know, hey, we're Impex Beverages, and we import Kilhoman and Pendarin and Port Escaig and Glenalecky, and like, what does that, when I say that, what does that mean to you?
2: Well, you're speaking English. I know that much. Mm-hmm. And beyond that, I think that maybe they're whiskey.
1: You have thought correctly. Hmm. We import other whiskies. Did you know that?
3: Other whiskeys?
4: Yeah,
1: other whiskeys. Okay. Yep, like Fukano and Oishi, which are Japanese whiskeys made from rice. Great. That's kind of cool, right? Yeah. Yep. Other Japanese whiskeys, Matsui, Kurioshi, Totori. Yep. Okay. Yep. You're down with that? Sure. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else that I could say that would make you say, oh, wow, he really is talking about whiskey?
2: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is Avalon Una Haas, aka Unicorn Whiskey Fairy with Catoctin Creek Distilling, and you are listening to the Cast Chasers Podcast. Hey, Cast Chasers. We're continuing
4: our Women in Whiskey series with one of the fantastic people on the front lines of the spirits industry Unicorn Whiskey Fairy and regional sales manager for Catoctin Creek Distilling Company, Avalon Una Haas. So pour a dram and settle in. This is the Cast Chasers Podcast. Hey, Bobby and Aaron, how are you guys doing? Good. How are you? Fantastic.
0: I am also doing well, thank you. I'm doing way better than Aaron. That's true. He is. <laughs> so he's had more to drink than me already. So oh, well, that'll be the jumpstart. That's, that's that. Well,
4: what are you gonna do to get better than Bobby? Drink more? Uh,
0: yes, yeah, it's the only thing I can do. <laughs> <laughs> how well, do you? How, how are you? How are you able to be better than Bobby Bird? Just drink more.
5: All the bottles are near you, so it's like that's almost true. impossible they are. for you. <laughs> they're near not. me.
0: I'm 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 being reserved.
5: Mm-hmm. I've been handed a bottle of water and a towel, so that's what I'm holding now, so <laughs> I think this like, is...
4: Like a boxer getting ready right yeah, to empty, yeah. or enter the ring. A lot of sweat, but I'm going to yeah. get in there. I'm going to yeah. do my best. So. That's good. That's yeah. good. And we have
5: meatballs in the studio. I know. Hey. Over <laughs> here. And they're pretty the Italian good.
4: Yeah. They are pretty entering good. Entering the whiskey ring. That's what's happening right yeah. now.
5: This is a meatball show now.
4: It is. It is. We well, I need you guys to be at your best because we have a special guest with us today. What? Where? Who? I know. Who? I know it's hard to see because we're actually in person in the studio, what? which is very exciting. What? So, for our Cast Chasers podcast listeners, I would like to welcome Miss Avalon Una Haas, regional sales manager for Catoctin Creek Distilling Company, unicorn whiskey fairy, and all-around super cool human being. Avalon,
2: welcome to the show. Hi, it's good to be here.
4: Very is very it- happy to help you. It is.
2: No, I got whiskey in my hand. <laughs> Surrounded by good people and meatballs, most importantly. Yeah, that's right. Got my meatballs. Yeah. So you're a you're
5: a huge. The reason we got you on the show, yes, you work for a great whiskey. Whatever, blah blah blah. But you are a huge meatball fan. Like, yes. I'd say fifty fifty post whiskey and meatballs. Is that accurate?
2: Yeah, I had meatballs last week. At some point, maybe twice. I can't remember. It's hard to keep track. There's just a lot of balls.
5: Balls <laughs> flying all that. Different- <laughs> Who hasn't been there? Right. <laughs> I felt so. We so we had meatballs ready for you because we saw that. What if she hated them and it's now an obligation? People just assume. I would assume.
2: have left. <laughs> I would have just left. I'd be like, do the tasting yourself. This She's is like, a disappointment. Mm-mm. What Let me get guess. Shipments
4: made... and shipments of balls from plenty of fans from here on out. Like this. Yeah. Is oh my out. god, that would be my
2: dream. <laughs> you guys heard the challenge. Right.
5: All of the meatballs need to go to her.
2: That's yeah. actually happened to me once. I had somebody uh, send me a care package from the meatball shop in New York. Flash frozen, big old bucket, like popcorn bucket of meatballs sent to me. And it was amazing.
5: I need to say more things I like online. (laughs)
2: Let this be a listen. Cake, more cake.
0: God, I love cake.
5: Oh, so
4: much. Puppies, all of the puppies.
0: (laughs) Flash frozen puppies. Oh. No, no, oh, that's darker sorry, than. Sorry. Okay.
4: okay, we were having
2: such a nice time too. <laughs>
4: that's <laughs> that's that's what, what I'm here for? The
2: comedian Fluffy doesn't he have like something that he loves a lot and like fans would have... it was like donuts oh, or something like yeah. they would always bring him food like every time. Yes, yes.
4: I don't remember what it is. I can well, only hear the high pitched voice in my head that he. Uses. And
5: there's the band, the Kraft Macaroni and Cheese, um, the Bare Naked Ladies. So the Bare Naked Uh, Ladies They have a in one of their songs they say craft dinner. So people Mm -hmm. will go to their concert with craft macaroni and cheese and throw it out (laughs) on stage.
4: What about Chickadee China, the Chinese chicken?
5: That's a messier thing to say. (laughs) A lot of less
4: stage
2: friendly.
5: Yeah, it's a lot of clean. It's really you got at that point you got to think about the after crew that has to sweep that up. Well, if yeah. I'm
2: ever on stage and people want to throw meatballs, just put them in a plastic bag. There you go. ziplock. Yeah, kick, I mean I can always cook uh, them. Just yeah, you know, meatballs. Just throw them at me. Just in a bag. You just heard it here
0: first. Throw your balls at.
2: <laughs> I'm here for
0: it. As long as they're in a bag.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Wrap them. That's that's the biggest takeaway from that. Wrap your balls.
5: So we're off to a good start.
2: <laughs>
4: I would say so. <laughs> Nobody's going to be able to guess how much whiskey we've had so far. It's really not a lot, actually. No, it's not. Just I just got here. Everybody yeah. keep
5: listening. It's going to get worse.
4: So, Avalon, one of the reasons we wanted to have you on, so we're doing a whole Women in Whiskey Month and series for March and everything, and we've talked to some really amazing people throughout the industry, like master blenders and distillers and presidents of companies. And I'm none of that. You say that. You say that. There's a spark. No, but we I remember um my first time actually getting to know you was on a Cast Chasers virtual tasting that mm-hmm. you were leading, which was fantastic. And there was just so much personality and just love for what you do presented in that tasting. So that was something that stuck out to me. And I know when we were talking about like who we wanted to have on for the Women in Whiskey month, we definitely wanted to add you on the show because, you know, in my mind at least, like this is where it all starts. Like mm-hmm. what you're doing is the tip of so many different opportunities in the industry and uh you get to interact with a lot of people firsthand that really I don't know, gives you're you a really
5: view. on the front line i mean yeah. almost literally out yeah. there i mean, did it and every they, day
2: going to you know liquor stores or restaurants talking about you know spreading the good word of catoctin creek and <laughs> our wonderful story and our delicious booze
5: well that's where we met aaron and i met you at a at an event in baltimore um the whiskey roundup yeah, craft whiskey roundup craft at whiskey. Uh, old line yeah,
0: yeah. yep
2: even though we have interacted beforehand, right. <laughs> yes, and then I and I, well, I didn't respond forgot. to Avalon e-
0: Avalon's emails. Virtually, I was like, hey, you should email me. She's like, I've been emailing you for, for days, months. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We fired the. I guy literally
2: then. like looked it up, and I was like, it's right here.
0: That's she yes. did. She held <laughs> her phone up to me, and she said, "Yeah, first email like, two right, years ago." Okay,
2: thanks.
5: So in well short term memory, so in real life, we met you mm-hmm. um, at that event, and you were we were walking through a few whiskeys. We I think we had Bardstown there, Old Line, of course. Mm-hmm. And you got up and we're talking about the whiskey and you were so alive and so into it. And it was one of those things where, you know, we have a sales background, Aaron and I and Katie too, where you like a good, you like to be sold. Mm-hmm. I want to know, I'm the guy, sell me this pencil, which is a stupid thing to ask somebody. <laughs> but it's one of those things where if I can buy in, if they believe it, I now will will believe it. Mm. And if it tastes good on top of that, which it does, you know, then it was in. So it was kind of a no brainer to have you on because you're alive and really spontaneous. (laughs) I have to tell
2: you, it's something I didn't mention beforehand. I don't think I mentioned on the last one that we did. I am shocked that I was, I was so hungover. (laughs) Oh my God. Like I literally put all my energy into doing that. And after that, I was like, I'm going to go die now. (laughs) I'm just going to sit at this table and where's food. Like, I waited, like, an hour and a half for my food from Uber Eats to come. I remember and I was just that. Like, yes. I remember that. Well, I now I feel now. bad because
5: we kept drinking with you.
2: No, no, that was fine. I just, yeah. like, after, like, I literally, like, all the energy I could muster came into the tasting, and I'm glad that it actually carried through. No, it was great. So you yeah. had no idea. Adrenaline I was... and just the last bit of alcohol in the bloodstream. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it works wonders. That's, obviously, I'm here. It's the second time that we're doing it.
5: Does your job Does your job bring you to that place a lot? I mean, oh, yeah, I, yeah,
3: mm-hmm. yeah,
2: yeah, I mean, I DC specifically, I have a lot of very like close people, Um, a lot of like accounts that I've worked with for like six or seven months. So like I have my DC family. So if I'm ever stuck out in DC, it's usually for the long haul
5: mm.
2: at <laughs> places that do late night that I'm not allowed to disclose.
5: Nice, nice. We'll but talk it's... afterwards. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
2: So maybe before we
4: get started and talking about some of the delicious-looking whiskey you brought with us, you can tell us a little bit about like your own journey through the spirits industry and how you've gotten to be in the position you're in today. Because that sounds like fun. So there's a lot. <laughs> um,
2: I've been in the restaurant industry since I was 16. Started out as a hostess and server and worked my way up uh, when I turned 21 as a bartender. And the whole thing that got me interested in like or just knowing what being a liquor rep was I was working at a place called vintage 50 in Leesburg Virginia it's now dog money which it's back to being a microbrewery
1: but when it was vintage
2: 50 there was a liquor rep that came in and they were pushing bison grass vodka And one, I had no idea liquor reps were a thing. I was like, I thought you just go to the ABC store and just like get your stuff. (laughs) Like, Honestly, at the time, because I was like freshly 21, I was like, Costco, you go to Costco. Not even realizing you can't buy liquor in Costco in Virginia. It's all ABC. So he presents us with the uh, the vodka. And I'm still freshly 21. Vodka is usually like was my Mm go-to at the time. And just telling me the story or everybody the story about how, you know, this specific vodka is there's only, you know, 11 families that are certified to harvest this grass that only is produced in this area of Poland. And just like really cool stuff. And I was like, this is fascinating. I want to do that. That's a job. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) I ended up getting approached by a... um, A guy named Eddie Bauer, not the Eddie Bauer, a Eddie Bauer. Great leather. (laughs) I mean, just quality seats. He worked for a company called Executive Wines, uh, which I'm not quite sure is around anymore. And he approached me about selling. And he's like, you know more about wine than the average 21-year-old. So, you know, if you want to start off, with dope." Did that for about six months or so. Unfortunately realized I was not making as much money as I should have. Mm. They got me very green. Mm. They saw gotcha. me coming a mile away. Yeah. Mm. So um, after that I had worked for a tobacco company. No, wait, no. Yeah, wine. And then I went to a nightclub called Iris Lounge that's no longer around. It used to be the old E Cities in Tyson's Corner. Mm-hmm. I was the members only cigar lounge manager. Nice. So that that comes with a lot of stories. There was a dance floor. There was three bars, a pool hall, and upstairs there was a catwalk to a closed-in members-only cigar lounge. The people that I saw coming through there, the amount of mistresses and just people of all walks of life. Um, so I did that. Obviously,
5: about- you're gonna name them in order. So. <laughs>
2: oh, um, unfortunately, with descriptions. Yeah, I I met a couple of you know high heads, and I was like, eh, if I probably can't mention their name, they might come find me. Yeah. Um, but I did get to meet one of the princes of um Nigeria.
5: The real one, or the did one you that keeps me There's a email. like a bunch of
2: them. There's a bunch of them. He ended up getting very pretentious and threw up all over our carpet.
0: That's
5: um, what I do when I
2: get yeah. pretentious. Right. That- yeah.
5: Did you ask him where he got all his money from? <laughs>
2: I you tried to not have a conversation with him as much as possible because he was just like, fl- just doing his, you know, big man thing. And I was like, okay, here's your drink. You're cut off. He's like, but I am the prince. I'm like, what do Prince, you can't hold your booze. Sorry. Um, but... I'm going to say that every time
5: I get to... I'm the prince. <laughs> I don't know why he says that now, but it's really annoying.
4: From Laird Chip to Prince. You're, just, yeah. you're skyrocketing
2: there, buddy. I keep growing. Um, and so after that, I worked for a tobacco company called b and Tobacco that's still around. Uh, and then from there, I worked for Southern Wine and Spirits. And then from Southern Wine and Spirits uh, in Virginia, I worked for Hoppin' Wine, which is a beer and wine distributor in D.C. And then left them, opened up my own company... Part-time I was bartending at um, a sushi restaurant called sushiria in Georgetown and uh, Cactus Cantina off of Wisconsin. And when I wasn't there, whoop, I was peddling Double Cross Vodka, Old Busthead Brewing, and George's Bloody Mary Mix. And at that time, it was say like November of 2018, I was like, yeah, still not making as much money with all these hours that I'm working. Mm-hmm. And this was literally a thought that I had in my brain never said it out loud, didn't talk to anybody about looking for anything new, and, like, Big Brother was listening into my brain, I get an email from Lauren, um, who was the GM at, uh, at Catoctin, who's now left but opened up Buford's Biscuits in Leesburg, amazing, should definitely go, um, she she's like, hey, so you know anybody who might be interested in this position, and I was like, been listening to my thoughts. Yes. Get yes. Out of my head. Me. Mm-mm. And so I had a phone interview with Scott, uh, who's so Scott and Becky are the owners of catoctin Scott does <coughs> mainly all of the um the bookwork and you know making sure we make money. And so I had an interview with him for about 30, 45 minutes. Next week came in another 45 minutes given the tour and literally offered me the job on the spot. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's been a long time coming. So I'm now 31, started at 16 and all that happened in between.
5: That's, that's, that's an impressive resume. <laughs> that's
2: right. And like so many different sides
4: of it too. Like one of the first questions that comes to my mind is like, okay, if you were focusing on wine and then vodka and then you dabbled with, you know, tobacco and all kinds of things about hospitality and entertainment, were you intimidated at all when you were getting into whiskey for the first time or?
2: No, I mean, when I was with Southern, like they had a huge portfolio mm-hmm. of spirits, um, And so I learned, when I was working at the Cigar Lounge, that's where I learned most about the whiskey. So it's a members-only cigar lounge. If there's no members, you're by yourself. Mm -hmm. So what I ended up doing was I bought um, a bunch of books about spirits and would just read about spirits and just self-educate myself. And then when somebody else came in, I am like, okay, put the book away and do that. Um, So... I wasn't, and then again, after working with, uh, and I had sold uh, Catoctin when I was with Southern. I actually sold the crap out of it when I was with Southern, and that's when I fell in love with it. Um, And then they are no longer with Southern. It was like that, like, two-year period that they happened to be, that I also happened to be with them. And then I think they just self, they they go through the ABC in Virginia. You don't necessarily need a representative. Mm -hmm. That's John Shope, who is counterpart in Virginia. That's his job now. Gotcha. To do all that.
5: So what is the, so that evolution through whiskey or through all of the brands or different things rather?
2: I joke that I, like I've literally sold like every vice under the I, sun I feel like, for, it. like marijuana at this point, which I mean technically in my high school days that might have that might be a different answer. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Very well rounded. So we're gonna go say yes. <laughs> Aha. <laughs> Got her. <laughs> it's okay. They're, we're very four twenty friendly at SWAT
3: Kadokan, kicks so. in the door. <laughs>
2: It was a long con. Is, so,
5: <laughs> the, so but through all of those kind of areas there's a balance I, I hope or want to know more about with the enthusiast versus your snobbery. Because in cigars, I dabble in cigars. I see it on both wine. I'm not a big wine guy. I don't know a lot about wine. One of the reasons I tried I, I've been put off by wine because wine people that I meet tend to be very what I don't want whiskey people to be.
2: Yeah, I I definitely dealt with that a lot, especially being, like, freshly 21, working in the wine business, and thankfully I had some good people to kind of, like, you know, help me educate myself, because, like, I was never one of those, like, obnoxious people was like, even though I'm young, I know better. I'm like, I would always ask questions. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't know much about this. I know what they've given me. If you have more information, I'm more than happy to take it. Um, and Curtis, uh, who used to work over at uh, Fireworks in Leesburg, who's now uh, owns Delirium Cafe, he was actually a really big help for me, just being open and kind of like walking me through certain things that I might not have known, especially like mm-hmm. the more foreign and obscure wines mm-hmm. to where like varietals, like I had never, like at the time, I don't think I ever had like a Barbera before, which is now one of my favorite wines. But I was like, I don't know what this is. I don't know if it is a Barbera wine. Well, I this, takes you the bad <laughs> <laughs> um but uh yeah i i've I've thankfully had a lot of really good people to kind of like help me through and teach me outside of just like what you get from books. I can read a comprehension isn't always the best all the time, so having like people walk me through and actually physically show me or explain to me um with you know either diagrams or whatever definitely has helped uh. I have, you know, as a female in the industry, there's definitely, there's been times where, like, they see me walk in, they're like, mm-hmm. Yeah, we know why they hired her.
3: Right.
2: Right? Mm-hmm. Cute girl selling booze, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we see this all the time. I'm like, I'm not a shot girl. Like, no <laughs> offense to the girls. Like, do you, hun? But, like, there's, I I know what I'm talking about for the most part, and if I don't, I will ask you.
3: That's or good. Or do
4: my research. Do you remember if there was, like, a specific point where, Maybe it was even one of the first times that you had a conversation with somebody who kind of saw you in that capacity and then you started talking to them about whatever you were selling and maybe saw a dawn of realization or a shudder of fear on their face. It's
2: so <laughs> hard to like pinpoint because it's happened so much and I just like don't pay. I I don't think about it. Because I was like one that really like comes to mind was it wasn't a, a manager that I had dealt with. It was a guest at the cigar lounge. That like to this day makes my blood boil because his, his, his whole idea never changed. Like I gave him a list of wines to Mm -hmm. choose from, let him taste it, told him my recommendation and he was just very dismissive the entire time. And eventually, you know what he picked? Arbor oh, Mist. Yeah. A wine that you would get at, like, <laughs> Giant. I was like, I just gave you, like, some of our best wines, and you picked the one that you can literally get at Giant. So
0: Sutter Home, then.
5: Rossi. So, yeah. so like, I find in the jug, it's more balanced in body.
2: I was, just, I, like, I was just like, okay, all right, bro, you obviously know more. That's fine. And then proceeded to just, like, be on with my day. But it just, like, the audacity he had to just, mm-hmm. like, dismiss every single thing that I had said. I was just like, you're an idiot. I can't tell you that because I still want you to pay your tap and somewhat <laughs> tip me with whatever misogynistic tip that you're gonna give me. But yeah, that that's always been one that was probably I was twenty three years old and I'm thirty one and that's the one that always sticks out in my head because I was just like wow. livid <laughs> with <Wow. laughs> and I had to be nice the entire time. I know I've had them with um my my accounts that I've dealt with within the past couple of years, but normally I kind of like forget about it because I eventually get them to like Realize, like, oh, she's, okay, she actually knows what she's talking about. So, it's, I've been very lucky in that sense.
5: I don't behave that way the best I can. Um, mainly because there's women in my life, my wife being one of them, but. Kick your ass. Who will kick my ass? Who will <laughs> punch me in the face? No, but I've I've heard her verbally punish somebody for trying to, you know, Mansplainer, tell her what whiskey should be mm-hmm. not knowing she's in the whiskey world yeah. and then he, to hear her go well no that's not actually true in the most professional way possible put them in their place i never want to find myself in a <laughs> place so i just always assume i don't know Any, right. anybody that like, it's served you well it's good to yeah. humble
2: yourself yeah
5: it has i just every, every avenue of life i just don't know <laughs> like i'm standing i'm crossing the street and somebody's like go i'm like do i is that i, what I, to? I don't yeah. know is how is it time yet my just turn
4: yeah <laughs> I just... <laughs> well, I know Aaron too. You've mentioned in the past before like one of the things you love about Christina and and one of the things that I thought was cool in just getting to know you guys. You were talking about how uh you know, it it might be a little bit stereotypical for somebody to want to unwind at the end of a long day with a glass of wine or maybe just like kick back, relax or something and your wife is always I would like an old fashioned. Yep. And very specific in what she yep, wants to all the
0: time, all the time. And she uh more to to and I mean we've we've touched on this many many times. I very often will just she she'll just say, bring me a pour or something. You know, she'll have her old fashioned, then she'll be like, bring me a pour or something. And I'll bring a Whiskey her a pour with the whiskey something. on the side, my right. little lady. <laughs> so so she'll drink it and at nine times out of ten, she'll identify it. And our whiskey collection is no small collection. <laughs> nine times out of ten she'll identify it or She'll say, okay, it tastes like this, 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 and this. And it's like I'm reading freaking like Whiskey Advocate magazine's <laughs> review of it. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what that is. So I, we, we've talked about it. I mean, it, even on a, on a scientific genetic level, women are just better at tasting whiskey. At no, you right good nose. man. right. Women are just that. better. We're I, I, I didn't but have yes. to say hey, on a hey. genetic level. Just like,
4: <laughs> it was the beginning of a long list, I'm sure. <laughs> welcome,
0: welcome to Let's count Women the ways. Are Just Better. Um, but yeah and i mean it's bobby and i are lucky enough to sur- have surrounded ourselves with i mean people in general but specifically women that know their whiskey that you know are very much into it that have thankfully been able to show us you know it's in such a way that we are hopefully you know not misogynistic and not well, all just these sort of always keep
2: in things. mind that statistically women actually have a better shot Guns, I'm talking. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Okay. No, no, 100%. We're better I have a whole men other story about men. that. I was wondering why so. you brought that. <laughs> Just wanted to throw that out there for any of the guys who are like, oh, they don't know much about whiskey. We like, well, if they don't know about whiskey, they probably know about guns. That's so. true. That's true. <laughs> Keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> well,
4: do you guys want to get into some of the whiskey that yeah. we brought
5: in?
2: Yeah.
4: yeah, get into it for talk, the
5: first time. Not, not, not second class. My,
2: my third pour. Uh, does everybody have some before I pour myself? Yes. You, yes. Okay, I'm gonna re pour myself a little. A little Can scoach. you refresh my memory on what you poured us first? So the first one is our Roundstone Rye. It's mm-hmm. our 80 proof. Um, so we do 100% rye whiskey at Catoctin. So I'd mentioned um, Scott and Becky are the owners. Scott, it, it was a tech guy who had a big love for whiskey, just not so much as jab. Uh, and so him and Becky, his wife, who's actually a chemical engineer, took a trip out to, uh, Ireland about 12 years, I think going on 12 years ago now. I just kind of get away from it all and just, you know, take a little vacation. And, uh, after touring a bunch of the distilleries and drinking a lot of whiskey, uh, Scott had the drunken uh aha moment. He's like, wait a minute. He's like, my wife's a scientist. She could totally make whiskey. I love whiskey. Hit my job, we're opening up a distillery. And Becky's like, All right, They're like I can make some bomb ass whiskey. Just make sure we make money doing it. He's like, Okay. He's, yeah, yeah, money. money. <laughs> <laughs> so he threw his life savings into it. And now we are actually Virginia's most awarded whiskey. Uh, we do 100% rye to stay historically accurate to the area. So George Washington out in Mount Vernon, rye being his uh, whiskey of choice, we wanted to stay accurate to that. So we source most of our whiskey out of two farms in Virginia and one out of Pennsylvania um all of our barrels are either going to be a mix between it's all single barrels. so it's going to be either virginia oak or minnesota oak. The um 80 proof that we're having right now, it we I don't know which one it is if it's virginia or minnesota, but it's going to be a single barrel of either one. Um one of the main things that kind of sets us apart being a virginia rye whiskey is we do not chill filter. So, for those of you who aren't familiar with chill filtering, it's a super old school practice that originated way back when. That if the whiskey was to get cold, it'd get cloudy. So it's basically all the natural fats and oils um, separating into the alcohol, and they'd look at it and they were like, "Oh, we don't like it; it looks dirty." So they'd filter it out. Well, if anybody knows how to cook, we were making meatballs today. The pork in in uh, the meat on some of the meatballs it, it adds for. Flavor. You want those natural fats and and... those oils that (laughs) equals flavor. So we like to keep that into the whiskey. So if you ever get a bottle of Catoctin and keep it outside and it gets a little cloudy and it maybe looks like after it's been inside some snowflakes, just shake it up and it'll dissipate and be just fine. So after, how do you guys feel about the whiskey?
0: I'll jump into notes because I don't care. Um, I'm getting, I'm getting uh, almost like a maple on the nose. Um, like not not quite a syrupy maple, mm-hmm. but like the the smell of like a maple branch maybe burnt a little bit. I was gonna say honeysuckle. Yeah, it's I, I can see that too. Yeah, like a so, mapley honeysuckle. Well, the nose
5: is super light. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's it's not, it's not powerful, mm-hmm. and that's not necessarily in a bad way, but it's really super can light. You
2: have enough whiskey in your glass.
5: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <A half> never. <laughs> never. <laughs>
5: Here's the bottle. It's it's floral, so it's like um, you know, it, it you got to lean into it a little bit more. It's not punchy in the face, but I like that. It's subtle. The then you taste it and the flavor is like a, it's a bomb. Mm-hmm. Um and I had an and it's funny you talk about what you ate that day or whatever this morning when I was um Cooking meatballs, um, which I started in the morning, which is a nightmare. Italian mothers all over the world, thank you, because yeah. now I understand why you wake thank up at you. four in the morning to cook dinner because it takes. So I'm up, I'm, I'm making meatballs and everything, and I'm hungry. So I grab a banana, and our bananas were not quite ripe. So I, I said, I'm just going to have one. So mm. I had one, and it had that sweet, but also that bitter kind of that bitter you get from um like a like if you accidentally bite into the shell of a, of a nut or something mm-hmm. okay yeah i don't mind that I, I mean this in a totally good way i get that from that a very sweet followed okay. by this really nice bitter bite to it which i really dig and then that oily fattiness mm-hmm. just kind of hangs out, which I think is probably another reason maybe not to chill, for, you know.
2: Yeah, no, and that's this thing is like I've noticed like a lot of ryes, at least when I started drinking rye way back when, they tended to be very thin and almost astringent. And like that black pepper, most people would associate with it being like the actual alcohol. Because they get that spice in the back of the throat right. that kind of kicks them. And they're like, oh, that's hot. And we're like, it's not, it's still 80 proof. It's just hot because it's not, it's it's very thin. There's mm. not a lot of viscosity to kind of like hold it all together. And I find ours, because we do not show filter, you get a nice good mouth feel and yeah. nothing really attacks your palate. It I'm, just kind of like lets it go through. I'm so glad that you said that too, because when I was tasting it, so I,
4: I got some vanilla on the nose and I was like, "This is this is nice and pleasant, right? But the thing that really stood out to me is as you taste it and kind of let it wash over your palate, I, I got kind of like a mint and almost mm-hmm. like a clove taste yep, to it, we get right? get that a lot. Mm-hmm. And so it was really nice. Like, I love when you have a complex whiskey that kind of separates those flavors. So you kind of get the lightness of, you know, something like a mint, but then mm-hmm. you still keep that sweet, risky, risky, wow. <laughs> it's hidden. Uh, frisky whiskey. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but like the rye spicy, and the heat too. risky it. whiskey. <laughs> risky
3: frisky we'll whiskey.
4: <laughs> RISK
2: frisky the whiskey. Yeah. Risky frisky whiskey. Risky
5: frisky whiskey.
2: Well, we kind of refer to our eighty proof as the bourbon drinkers' rye. So mm. if you're like a little afraid to get into the rye, not to be, you know, like drink our rye all day, but like ours is a good one to kind of like step your toe into that world of the whiskey of rye. Oh, that's uh,
5: it's safe, everyone. <clears throat> yes. It's safe.
2: It's not gonna hurt you. I like the I like
5: the bourbon drinkers aspect because it it's bourbony. Mm-hmm. It has yeah, yeah it has yeah. a lot of those elements. Yeah, yeah sure. sure. Just think
2: like <laughs> a spicier bourbon.
5: Yeah. Like a meaner one,
2: like a friskier, yeah. like a frisky <laughs> bourbon, a f- fris- but
4: 100% frisky.
2: rye. I'm not. I'm just. like, <laughs> There's something there. Things are happening. We just got to go over the tongue twister nature of it. All right. So the next one is our Distillers Edition, and this is what we refer to at the distillery as our shift drink. This is our all of our personal favorites. Um, it is the same exact mash build as the 80 proof. The I'll just give it there we go. No pre- no
5: pressure on this one, everyone. <laughs> if you don't it's like it, job. shut up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um so it's uh yeah, it's it's the distillery's favorite one. The main difference between that and our eighty and cask proof is the fact that it is 100 primarily uh, virginia oak so it's kind of the one it's our little baby we try to keep it as local local as possible it's all um hand selected it's a really hard job at the distillery when you have to taste through six barrels and figure out which one's going to be the distiller's edition versus cast the it's like
4: nose. it's like vanilla frosting like, yeah. oh but not God. on something it's like when you get it out of the container at the grocery store and you just want to
2: dip your finger yep. in and eat it right out of the can
5: now i'm getting the clove you talked about earlier oh, yeah, yeah. On the nose. I haven't even tasted it yet.
2: I've had a lot of people, even though it's slightly higher in proof, tell me that it's a lot smoother than the 80 proof, which is always cool. Um, It also got a 94 in the Wine Enthusiast uh, 2020. In the beginning, before everything went to shit, they're like, this is going to be a great year. That's what it says on
0: the bottle. In the beginning, before (laughs) everything (laughs) everything
5: went to shit. If if anything I love about the company, it's what you write on the bottle. It's very...
2: (laughs) We're going to have to start doing that now. This <laughs> one says they're
5: going to love this on the Cast Chasers podcast, which is
0: crazy
2: because <laughs> it was years insane. ago this was viral. Yeah, right. <laughs> Do you have a fortune teller working with Catoctin? Uh, you know, Becky's from Wisconsin. There's a lot of weird stuff that comes out of there, so probably. Like the cheese. <laughs> it's the cheese heads. It's
0: The only thing I know about Don't
5: Wisconsin. say cheese because that's what I'll get for the rest of the... <laughs> it.
2: This whiskey tastes like brie. This is
5: fantastic. <laughs> Thank this yeah, the is 92 is. good. I see why it's a house favorite
2: yeah we' like we love our eighty proof like, don't get me wrong. Like that is the one that's like paved our way and gotten us, you know, the majority of the awards that we've gotten. but the ninety two is that's the one that we hold the yeah, and it's fine.
0: Right? i I'm not getting as much of a bite from it. Like it's like i could I could easily drink more of this than the than the eighty which is yeah it's dangerous, dangerous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very dangerous.
2: It's
5: really well rounded. Mm-hmm. And I mean,
2: it, You find that the Virginia Oak, definitely helps at that 92 proof Mm -hmm. and it just mellows it out and you still get that nice spice but it's not aggressive
0: It's it's got a it's got a really nice depth to it it's i um and part of that is you know just you know the the heat of just drinking a whiskey but it, it almost times really well with sort of it, um,
4: you know, like how it unwrapping your on,
0: on your tongue mm-hmm. and then you it's it's warming you on the inside at the same time. I so I, like
5: so so the eighty it was like smelling the spices you're gonna use to bake with. Mm-hmm. This is the like cooked finished product. together yeah. baking spices. Yeah, it is
4: like a little bit of even like burnt sugar almost, but it, in a good way. Yeah. Like when it's supposed to be like a creme brulee. Yeah, yeah. I was
0: just gonna say creme brulee. So
5: so I'm super interested in. I learn we learn new things all the time but it's ironically the second time I think we've had the conversation about wood in american we just finished our cast series where we talked about um different cast wood where it comes from and then we just had a conversation with somebody about american wood and coming you know different flavors mm-hmm. you know obviously european wood you know tastes different than american but then in america wherever that oak is grown is going to make is going to yield different flavors and compounds and it's just crazy but thing. there's no right. such thing as terroir in so- whiskey
3: yeah. <laughs> we have this running thing where
5: we've talked to people before where we bring up terroir or something and they're like, no, not really a thing what? to think about. And everyone, I, I'm i to the point now where I want to mention, I'm not going to mention names, but there are people in the industry that it, it's just not a thing they buy into. You just have
2: like a little dark eye and be like, no.
5: Yeah. <laughs> that
2: oh, is definitely a 100% thing. hundred percent a thing. It's got, it, it's,
5: it's. It's like the the, the rye that
2: we get out of the places in Virginia and Pennsylvania are going to be completely different from the rye that you're getting from the other side of the the, the country.
4: Well, I like, don't understand why that's such a selling point, like a known selling point in the wine industry. But then it's like when you get to whiskey, that's something that you have to make the argument about in certain circles. I'm
5: chewing a cookie, so for if, the listeners,
2: I totally thought those were like dog cookies earlier and i was like oh you guys just munching on i guess that okay we have some weird ones
5: (laughs) i think the people we've talked to that have said terroir they're not saying it doesn't exist they're saying it's not a huge factor they're playing into the water thing too you know so like where the water comes from there's an argument where is that is that really as important and you can argue that too but their argument is terroir is not really if you if you Cook the whiskey right. I mean, you, you, you do all the things you're supposed to. You make a good beer. You you put it through the, you know, you do all the, thing, all the steps. You make a good whiskey regardless. Getting flavor from those small elements like where the grain is grown and, you know, this grain, they argue that. But then you'll hear people like the Cad Bull Estate, um, Glamouringy Cad Bull Estate, that wheat tastes different mm-hmm. than the wheat down the road does. Mm-hmm. It just, or I'm sorry, the um, barley. It just does. This Virginia oak, is gonna taste different mm-hmm. then, right yeah. it just so the minnesota
2: does. oak like the the oak that we get there in minnesota it's cold so like the wood's gonna be a lot denser and right. less porous than say virginia like it gets cold here in or around here but it's not gonna get as cold as it does in minnesota or right? texas i was gonna say texas are they making barrels now because well, you know that the negative two degree weather know, can make for some mammoths great mammoths walking around <laughs> i
5: have family there so i can talk about it
0: Hey Chasers, Aaron here. I wanted to talk about our sponsor, Wilderness Trail Distillery. If you want a great whiskey without the fake legends and made-up history, try some Wilderness Trail Fine Kentucky Bourbon. It's made by master distiller Shane Baker and fermentation expert, Pat Heist, who you've heard on the podcast, at their distillery in Danville, Kentucky. They make a weeded bourbon, a high rye bourbon, and a Kentucky-grown rye whiskey. Wilderness Trail is offered in bottled in bond or cask strength. It's non-chill filtered, and the mash bill is on the side of every bottle, so you know what you're buying. This is real information not some magical recipe or who Shane's great-great-grandpa is. I'm telling you, keep an eye out for Wilderness Trail in your favorite store. If you happen to see a barrel pick or special release of Wilderness Trail on the shelf at your store, grab it. It's not going to last long. If you want more information, check them out online at wildernesstraildistillery.com.
4: Bobby, I want to know how that shortbread cookie you're tasting is. I'm sure it pairs beautifully. I was going to say.
5: Okay, so (laughs) Christina (laughs) is in the studio. And she 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 made these shortbread cookies, and they're amazing. First off, she held her whiskey up, and then she held the cookie up, and went, gave me it's the like, nod <laughs> like, if you're not, you're wrong. <laughs> and I thought, heck, we've already put, we've already tamed it. We're not doing a, a proper tasting where we don't, because we do tastings all the time, and we try not to spoil our palate because we want to walk the people like with a mm-hmm. dinner or something. And I don't want to be like it goes really well with the salmon. Everybody's like, this is not. Good. <laughs> How about that guacamole? Right. <laughs> with the, yeah. <laughs> Um But this sugar cookie, if you haven't had one, listeners at home, go to your refrigerator. What do you need? Eggs, it's flour, sugar, butter, and sugar, flour. butter. It is just sugar, marmalade, and flour. yeah, uh, chicken stock, um,
3: <laughs> catoctin. paprika,
5: catoctin. orange so zest. all in a bowl. Mix it. Throw that away. Go to the store and buy <laughs> sugar because they go so well with this whiskey. The baking spice thing is why I wanted to grab it because I really mm. did. I really got that baking spice from it. And oh
0: yeah, and this is a, a really uh, not not a plain cookie, but it's it's a very clean cookie that that we've got here. So it's freshly like, washed. Yeah, fresh, freshly <laughs> washed cookie.
2: <laughs> that butter just, just cuts through real nicely. Yeah. No, so, I mean, I just, I'm not I trying it. I can only really imagine. You you can. It's... Oh, that's right. They're in front of me. The dog treats. They are. It's... <laughs> Pause for a snack break.
0: Now, now we're all just oh, tasting can... shortbread cookies and eating. What if I, I can
2: feel we... the butter. There's like a stick and butter. That's my favorite part about shortbread cookies. Oh, it tastes cookies. and smells like, You're yeah. There's four. What? What? The butter? Four oh
0: of real butter, probably. In just that one cookie.
2: Woo! My family
4: does uh, Scandinavian Christmas Eve celebrations and stuff, and my favorite cookies are almond rusks that my mom would make, which are basically shortbread cookies with like a little bit of almond extract. Mm. So,
5: oh my God. Drink the whiskey now after this. you take a bite. E. Mother of goodness. <laughs> That's what. Yeah, we're good. So Santa may want this laid out for him. Catoctin <laughs> and distillers. Um, he duckies. does. Catoctin
2: K- Distillers Edition and uh, sugar cookie. Butter, butter sugar? Got a shortbread. shortbread.
5: He'll make it to one house.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but that kid will have the best presents. Mm-hmm.
5: So
2: put out the, Katoctin, the heaviest don't pork. let
5: Santa leave your house
2: tonight. <laughs> 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 oh, that's a good slogan. I like that holiday season's right around the corner
5: mm. <laughs> it's June no,
2: <laughs> no. well Christmas in
4: July right. say. A, a big corner we need a holiday redo on several holidays so
5: yeah we or, didn't really lean yeah. in enough to, we did we didn't even do Valentine's Day did we
3: mm, no we did, we did the cocktails we
5: literally have a Valentine's oh Day show oh my god I mean, no, yeah. <laughs> you're <laughs> like we didn't do we did I'm looking at you like you're a crazy person Valentine hi I'm Bobby <laughs>
2: been drinking a lot of and I can't remember what right. I'm doing.
4: <laughs> How about that cast drink? <laughs> you
5: know, I can't wait to get to that. I'm That's a huge, up next. Yeah. Really good. So, no, this is incredibly good. This is very... And I've had it before. I had it with you. Mm-hmm. We actually have a bottle at home, um, one of the small ones. And then we have the others, too. Um,
2: oh, they should be coming back in stock soon. Yeah, good. Because For, like, it. Father's Day, I think we're going to have them back in stock for that. because. Nice. We were only gonna do them for the holiday season, but then we realized that they actually did pretty well just in general. And I'm pretty sure we're gonna still have so on the back of the the tasting, there's a QR code to do a tasting with either Scott or Becky. Oh, cool! And it's like a group nice. one. Uh, so for all of those people out there who have like those crazy Becky chemical engineer questions for the distiller that I can't answer, that's where you would like to We, we ask. like to ask. That's
5: the
0: most polite way I've yeah. ever heard someone else thrown under a bus. Yes. <laughs>
5: We don't. We don't like to ask chemical engineers. Those we like to ask everyone else and see like, how they so fight like, through it. <laughs> I think it's like energy. I don't know. No, I da- literally like that's a Becky question. Dana Light and matter. I think Dana did um um bourbon women mm-hmm. with her right the with one Becky was, she was with yeah. Becky yeah. okay yeah and so she was sitting right there recently? Saturday. Saturday.
2: Yeah, I think I remember that she was no watching something. it
5: and I'm laying in bed and she's watching on our phone and I'm on the computer I think it was editing an episode or walking through an episode I kept pausing and leaning in and listening to her talk because that woman knew oh
2: she's she's a every mm-hmm. like
5: I'm like right I'm like if I started a distillery
2: <laughs> I'll have all the no <laughs> She is a wealth of knowledge. She is the boss of bitch that I know. Like, actual, like, like I have my Wonder Woman, like, bracelets and stuff. Like, she is Wonder One. That's awesome. During the, and I think we touched upon it, um, the initial shutdown, we were one of the first distilleries in our area to start making hand sanitizer. And it wasn't just, like, one of the, the heads of our whiskey. We actually had to fill out with the FDA and get isopropyl alcohol and get mm. peroxide and get denaturing and get glycerin and all that. I think I mentioned before, like, I got blocked on Facebook for, like, mentioning glycerin because I think they thought I was making a bomb. Nice. And I was like, I'm literally trying to save lives with this post saying that we're making hand sanitizer, and you blocked me for seven days? How dare you? I was like, this is ridiculous. Uh, but throughout that entire time, she was on the computer, like, working with other distilleries to uh, basically walking through the FDA guidelines, which all read, That's like, huge. St- like stereo instructions. Like, if I was reading it, like, that, I, no.
5: I like to I imagine there was a um atf and fbi agent buying coctin <laughs> because because of the investigation on you or at
2: least using it as an excuse yeah, yeah i'm sorry boss. sweetie you're i have to doing doing have this we need to I test it's it
4: <laughs> national security it's for work
5: but did it's you need a case work. of it i did need a case of it you're not <laughs> in the fbi i am <laughs>
2: I have a cool windbreaker. Oh. So, yeah. He bought, right. the, he bought the gear.
5: He's got the hat. <laughs> Undercover.
2: Oh, God. Oh, I was just. At Andy from uh, Parks and Rec. What was it? Yeah. Uh, what was his name? Oh, you um, uh, um, a...
5: Bert M- Burt, M- um... Burt Macklin, FBI. Burt Macklin, FBI. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: I, we did do a Burt Macklin. F- we did a Parks and Rec episode when we did our um, Netflix and Tales, but. Unfortunately, we did it in the distillery, so the fermenters were going and we didn't have mics yet. So all oh. you heard was a, rrr, 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 as we're like trying. I did the um I was dressed as Ron Swanson. Obviously. Oh, yes. Makes sense. <laughs> I did a lot of drag yeah. in all of the uh the, the shows. I was just like, I'll be the dude, that's fine. And so we did the like, I want all the eggs and bacon that you have, but instead we switched I want all the catoctin that you have. But nobody could hear anything because the fermenters were in the background. You know what that sounds like? a dress rehearsal for another yeah. recording if we thought about doing it again we might bring it back we might because we're, we're coming up need, on do you need extras <laughs>
4: i I'd tune in
2: we, we i would, would definitely i
0: would 100 sit there and drink whiskey while everybody i mean be helpful
4: in character but, Aaron, yeah yeah come on character.
5: this whiskey mm. my god
0: yeah
2: our cast strength 116 proof
5: Drink's
0: like 115 proof. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have thought more than 115.6. 6.
3: It's, it's one of those
2: cast proofs to where people are very surprised. Like, if you're a whiskey drinker, let me preference that. If you were a whiskey drinker and dabble between the proofs, you would be blindsided to think that it was 116.
5: I agree with that, yeah.
2: People who aren't whiskey drinkers because they're not drinking anything at higher proof other than 80, maybe 92 if they're mm-hmm. gin drinkers. They're gonna be like, oh my god! But whiskey drinkers, if your palate has been acclimated across the board, like you're gonna be like, this is 116. Get that out of here. I it, remember that was one of the first things
4: from the tasting I mentioned at the beginning of the episode. You know, when we were talking about the cast strength, mm-hmm. about how quickly it just goes right by, right mm-hmm. down the hatch, and mm-hmm. then before you know it, you're like, oh, that was pretty strong. Well, and when you're when <laughs> you're doing so a smooth. tasting,
0: you you take a second look at the bottle. Mm-hmm. You're like, wait a second, I, like, what is did this I actually so, I swapped them?
5: <laughs> for the lit for listeners, you know, a lot of times people assume or they they kind of parallel ethanol, high ethanol with cast strength. But in reality, sometimes you get a low proof whiskey that's cheap or not made very well. You'll get more ethanol. Yep. A really well made cast strength whiskey, a good whiskey, a good quality product. You're not gonna get as much of that ethanol because all the flavors have been And do what they're supposed to do, and the flavor, and the oils, and all, right? I'll let her explain, because she knows uh, way more. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Well, it just has a lot to do with the fact of, like, where you're cutting the heads from the hearts from the tails. I've known a whiskey uh, that's relatively local to where they don't cut any of their tails. And it tastes like... Poison. ...moldy pencil shavings. Mm. It's not good my favorite yeah Yeah. so like i like i I bought it oh no this was out of pennsylvania it was uh i'm not gonna say which one because i don't want to what town no i'm just kidding (laughs) i don't know the town it was uh it was in pennsylvania and they i like normally i'm like i can drink most anything and i bought it to like as a salesperson it's like oh there's one on the shelf i make room for my whiskey to go on the (laughs) shelf bought it took it home and i was like let me try this i was like oh my god this is awful maybe i can shoot no couldn't even shoot it yeah. It was that awful. And, you know, I always mention again, you know, Becky being a chemical engineer and just, you know, she at this point is so talented with just how to make whiskey and just her nose. There's been times to where, like, she letting the runoff come. She's on the phone with, like, a senator or something. And she just, like, smells it in the air and just boop, 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 changes it and then walks away. Like a human, human yeah, power. That's really it's, it's insane. And, of course, you know, she tastes eventually, but she can just at this point just... <laughs> by the smell of, like, what's happening. Um, so, yeah, the hearts are, the, for those of you who don't know, the hearts are the stuff that you don't want to drink. That's the stuff that will make you go blind. That's what we usually use to clean our distillery.
5: Heads. Heads. Would
2: I say hearts? Sorry, yeah. yes, heads, heads. <laughs> say, it say it again. Ooh, say it we'll again. We'll edit it out. The heads are the part that you don't want to drink. That's the stuff that we actually use to uh, clean our distillery with. So the hearts are the good stuff that we throw into the barrels. And then making sure to cut from the heads... To the hearts, and then the tails, which you can drink them. They just don't taste all that great. Kind of like an old dirty sock that you could drink. You just don't want to.
4: I could listen to an entire podcast episode of Avalon just describing what tails taste like. Yeah. <laughs> moldy pencil shavings, moldy old socks. I,
5: I don't want her to do a tasting on good whiskey. I want her to do a tasting on bad whiskey. She's <laughs> <laughs> buy, buy a lot of
4: like,
2: bad
0: whiskeys.
5: Oh. This tastes like a sponge. I'm going to go into that more. <laughs>
2: so like, have you ever had that sponge that you like washed your meatball pan with and then let it sit overnight? You
5: should have And then your
2: dog that. got it. That's what it tastes like. I get that <laughs> I get that out of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's really good. <laughs> that's not what Kitakken tastes like by Is that, but the way. finish no. that's a finish. Um, but so the for us, what we use for the tails because you can repurpose them, we actually use we redistill them three times, taking out all the off flavors and oils.
3: He's
5: done.
4: Thanks. Sometimes he just makes up his mind. He's like, I'm done with people. He's right like, I now. thought
0: you guys were going to bring me in on the conversation. But...
5: <laughs> no one's pouring me anything, huh? Cool. <laughs>
2: Um. What oh, the gin. Yeah. So we take out all flavors and oils, leaving a neutral spirit. We could have easily done a vodka, but we've all been to a liquor store. There's enough vodka out there. Mm. I think we're set. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's no reason to even at this point compete with Tito's. Yeah, Like They've kind of cornered the market brilliantly. Um. So we decided to do a gin. So our gin, it's primarily, it's new American style. So it's not going to be like super Christmas tree, like to the face. You're going to get more juniper on the nose and on the palate. And Bobby has mentioned that like it's one of the few gins that he actually enjoys because yeah. it's not super aggressive with that juniper. It doesn't
5: taste like a pine tree, <clears throat> and so, I think, I think sometimes whiskeys bow too much into that, or whiskeys or spirits in general bow too much into that one flavor note. Like you're gonna get molasses from a bourbon, right, or vanilla, let's say. But then sometimes you drink a, and that's really the, you just get punched in the face by it. And that balance, that complexity is kind of just gone. Your gin, they it's balanced. Mm-hmm. It's it's the flavors there, but I can help. I'm not a big um, fennel. I don't like that because fennel has that taste. That yeah. mm-hmm. But my wife will make sausage and peppers, and Italian sausage has fennel in it, and then she'll put fennel on the on the in the dish too. It works because mm-hmm. it's just enough not to be offensive, but it's it does add that note, and then your gin does that for me. Had it for the first time. At that tasting, I talked about, and I was super scared because it was on the table. You're like, no, I'm Jin. like, I'm gonna. And she, you're standing you're like, right there, and Jin, I'm, I'm like, don't want it. I can't throw it up. <laughs> I
2: still have to like
5: them. <laughs> I was like, well, here, I'll just drink the soap water, and then I drank it, and I was like, oh, crap. And I looked at Aaron, and Aaron was like, because he's the same way, and he was drinking it. And I saw his face, like, this is good, and I'm like, one of us is lying. <laughs> <laughs> like, what wizardry is this, being gin?
2: Yeah, and then, then that was the whole kind of like idea behind it is like Becky wasn't. The biggest fan of like a London dry traditional like Tangerine or Bombay uh, type of gin. So she's like, let's do like a more approachable gin that's like a little bit more dynamic to it and it's not more like one sided. So people still like on the nose of it, you're like, oh, it smells like juniper. I'm afraid. And then try it. Like, oh, wait, no, it's fine. It's nice. Yeah. 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 Like it, it, ta- like, I always tell people think more like botanically driven vodka versus like what you would think of like your grandfather's or grandmother's gin that. Less tree sap. Yes. Can we, yeah. can we,
5: so let's talk about gin for a minute, really, because if you're a distillery, especially a small distillery or even your bigger distilleries, you put whiskey in a barrel, you have to wait and you have to have a product to sell. So a lot of places do make gin to keep, you know, money coming mm-hmm. on the books. Through that process, you now have an art, I, there's an up, there's a movement in the gin. I mean, we're going to see gin just be the next thing. I mean, it just kind of is and will Gin is a product that's blowing up in the United States, and it's it's I think it's a pretty de- if made well. There's mm-hmm. a, there's almost a I guess a uh, craft gin movement too at that and that's, p- cocktails and it, It's been and slowly
2: moving there for the past couple of years, um, so much too where there's now like gin bars opening. Uh, there's one that oh god I'm gonna I can't remember if it's like peach and duck and peach goose and peach. I hope Sounds so. Delicious. Peach and duck and peach. and
5: goose and peach. <laughs> <To> duck and peach.
2: They just opened in um in DC over near like Barracks Row area and I feel awful cuz I know that they're going to be carrying contact and I can't remember their name. Do you name. want to look it up? Uh, yeah, take a minute uh, to look it up. Um but they are opening up a gin bar. So they're and it's I think it's going to slightly like change over. Uh at Deck Deck Goose, that's Baltimore.
0: Well, and you you also see a lot of a lot of whiskey enthusiasts, and then you'll see a lot of gin enthusiasts, and they're very much of similar minds and the way they talk about the spirit and all of that as well. In fact, you're you're even seeing some enormous name whiskey distillers that are either um, that are getting into gin or are now. Uh, distilling gin, or in some sort of capacity helping a distillery create their gin, and there's a lot of crossover there, which is really neat to me. Uh, like I said, I, the men- mentally uh, there was uh, there the, there's a lot of similarity. I was I was in someone's house, and they wait wait this... wait wait, somebody let you in? <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. Okay. You know it's COVID. Don't worry so about it. Don't worry about, it. Don't worry about it. No, long time longer ago than it was. It was good. It's decades um, ago. That's so right, I found an. Ago. So let me. So let, years So you ago. found
5: an open window. Go. <laughs> right, yeah.
0: And there's two cabinets there. Uh, the one cabinet, um, the uh, the the what? The one cabinet was a whiskey cabinet that blew my mind. It was probably it was huge. There were probably 200 different whiskeys in it, and I'm I'm standing there, I'm like salivating, <laughs> and I'm talking to this guy about his whiskey. And like, give me a glass, that, bro. Right? Why do yeah, you yeah. talk, please? Yeah. <laughs> And then there's another cabinet, same size, all gin. And, again, the same sort of passion and all that. And that's when I went, well, maybe we're not so different. May- maybe gin drinkers are people, too. We got Which, one step closer like, to, to world peace that That's then. right. <laughs> we <laughs>
3: did. We did.
5: You're right. We are not different. But can you
0: get out of my house? My family. My
5: family just wants
2: to... <laughs> Not without these bottles. I'm them.
0: <laughs> not the gin ones. I still don't get it.
1: So
2: so the place that I was talking about, um, it was called it's called the Duck and the Peach in DC, and they are like a multifaceted place. They have like their front like bakery and like restaurant. They also have an Italian place that will also be selling meatballs. Of course, this sounds like your dream plantation. Oh, I'm super pumped about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then they have like their little speakey style um, gin bar in the back that they won't be able to utilize until after everything opens up because it's basically the size of the room that we're in right now. Right. Just just. Does- mm.
5: Catoctin no. sell make or uh food? Do they have food there?
2: They do not, but they do allow like food to come. So into the distillery. if
5: meatballs aren't somehow food trucked or menued there, you th- and I'm just gonna say it <laughs> to your owners, to the people making it, you're missing an opportunity. <laughs> you're missing
3: an opportunity.
2: Meatball pop up. Well, they do. They technically we could probably market uh or collaboration together with market burger which is across the street from them uh and they so the spent mash that we donate to the local farmers they actually use the the meat from those farms in their burgers they already have burger meat i mean it's not too far of a cry to make a meatball you just round I'm saying, it I'm, I'm actually talking about it i was like hey guys ever thought about making meatballs they're uh, like, yeah, the like, <laughs> 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 like yeah we could help and i was like can you please me like yeah we could she just
0: stares at him uh-huh call yeah. the doctor
2: right. when's it happening uh-huh <laughs> I have you recorded. Are and you're we making me balls?
0: Did we get
5: through all? We have four No, we, we have one
2: more. We have our special edition, mm. the Cattactin Creek collaboration with um, Port City. So, this is their Colossal 10, which is a barley wine or uh, Port City's barley wine. So, they're a non carbonated beer. Becky took, distilled, and then aged it. And so beer and whiskey just made a baby in your glass. And so it kind of drinks slightly like a sweeter scotch because it's an American malt whiskey.
5: So, and I don't, I, maybe this is, I'm asking a lot. Um, you're making a whiskey, you make a beer, make a whiskey. So yeah, but you this, need to wh- make
2: a beer to create to make whiskey, but it's but a different is, mash build. That's what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. So
5: this is a actual beer brought mm-hmm. to completion or barely at completion yeah. to be a beer and then distilled, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So
2: this is none of our rye. It's all 100% um, Port City's mash build of their colossal barley wine. Now, as we, I had to finish the rest of my other one to go pour it on there. So super super tasty. So it's it's crazy because my boyfriend's um, stepdad John is a loves Scotch. He loves him some pappy. He ended up buying four bottles of this and would prefer to drink this over his pappy twelve year. His mom, who is not a whiskey drinker at all, drinks. What well, was drinking wine earlier in the day, and we were playing cards. We basically went through an entire bottle of the colossal that ten. Is amazing. We have yeah. a hardcore whiskey drinker, a not whiskey drinker, and we're all drinking. My white boyfriend's Ooh. not a big drinker either, and that's fantastic. Yeah.
5: Wow. It- that it tastes
4: <laughs> so much different, not just from you know what yeah. we've been tasting so far, but it's hard to so, put category into. To me,
0: to me it. We're we're frantically passing of- this <laughs> bottle around the around the studio so everyone can have a taste. We have forty eight people in a studio, um,
4: all socially distanced.
0: That's right. Um, but it so I was I was nosing it, and to me it it smelled it smelled like a it smelled like a beer, but like a high ABV beer. That's all I was getting. I was mm-hmm. just getting beer. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, it smells like beer. I wonder what this is gonna taste. Like. But then the like the the taste. It's almost to me almost almost a little bit like a. Like scotch meets mead, mm-hmm. almost. You know, so
5: there's something I dig. Two things. One I need help with and one that I'm liking. There's a yeastiness mm. going mm-hmm. on, mm-hmm. which I really dig. Um, which you get from like a like a new age. Like if you homebrew a beer and you bottle yourself, you get a yeastiness, mm-hmm. which I, I like. It's not, and I don't, I, this is over, I, it's not carbonated. This is not carbonated. There's yep. no carbonation.
2: It is whiskey. American malt whiskey. Yes.
5: But... There is a carbonated flavor thing going on in a good You know that? Yeah. Like carbonation a has a, little, a flavor. A little, little, little tingle yeah. to it. Yeah. Mouthfeel, maybe? Like
4: a little maybe. airiness, the bubbly of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: yeah.
5: It's, it, it, it almost has like a. You could soda this. You could, make, you could put it through like your soda would, maker.
0: Well, it, <laughs> and it would be. It, 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 I was just saying that this idea. would make a fantastic eyeball. <laughs> this
5: yeah. would make a
0: really good eyeball. Oh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good call. This
5: is a whiskey that, it, A, on its own is superb. Buy a bottle, right? You so, Leave our so, group if you don't buy a bottle right now.
2: <laughs> right now. If you're we'll in wait. Virginia, uh, they still have some at the distillery. Um, Peer, I'm trying to think who carries it right now that has an online store. I don't know if Pearson's in D.C. does. Um, but once it's gone, it's gone. So this is a one-off. Oh, no. Yeah, so if you <laughs> want to drive out to Percival, Virginia right, to go pick, to pick up a the bottle, there's because... plenty of it. You, They will hold it for you. They have no problem. They just can't ship it into Maryland. Because Our, of the lots. it's worth a road trip.
5: Our uh, sound engineer, Jero, uh, is he doesn't make a lot of movement. He kind of stays in the background and, and does a killer job. But he just had it, and he mimed to me. Ex- I don't know if that was a m- cartwheel or what that was. <laughs> <laughs> like he did six ba- in his face. He did six backflips in a. Yeah. So My God. I'm not saying make your mind. way down to get it, but. Uh,
0: but make your way down to make
5: get it. Make your way down to get it. it. So it, it's gone. It's that's it.
2: So it's not gone yet. The oh distillery my. has some prestige. Our distributor still has some, and we're selling it in. I'm trying to think who just bought a couple of cases. I think Wagshaw's in D.C. just bought some. I don't know of any places in Maryland right now. The only place is Frederick, and that would be Ye Old Liquors. They might still have a bottle of the. Um, Octomalt that we did with Beltway Brewing and mm. maybe their farmhouse ale. So it was an IPA. Oh, I love an, a farmhouse ale. The yeah. IPA tasted like if you took like Bell's Too Hard and like cooked it down and it added booze on top. Like it so, was super cool. So
5: I have had um, a few of uh, whiskeys. I mean, um, Painted Stave out of Delaware. They do one that's very similar. You gifted me one that I re-gifted to somebody else. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Whoever got that. Aaron, with all his heart, gifting me one and then I gifted it. Not because it was bad. I just get givy when I'm drinking. I just hand things that
2: Like it's for you buddy. He gave there it back go. to me. He gave
0: it back to me. He doesn't even know.
5: <laughs> I give out kids. I, I just want kids. Here's this one. You can have this one. Dana's like that's ours. <laughs> like,
2: oh, is it? But you can still have it.
4: <laughs> but um
5: you know, if you can't get this one, if you're listening, you can't get this one. You can't find it because it seems like it's hard to find. You're not going to lose with any of them. I mean, she is your team. That team is obviously passionate about you, the science, I love that she's an engineer. I love that she's a you know you know the science is there and they're putting all the math and I imagine the mad scientist you know writing on a chalkboard and all of that, which is probably not what's happening, but um it's all there. But really, good whiskey comes from good passion. Mm-hmm. And I've I've met whiskeys that have been made by really smart people that just were okay, but when their passion, their heart, and their love for the whiskey what they're making is there, you taste that. And this is. This is somebody this is a whiskey being made by somebody that gives a shit, to be candid. And I think
4: it's yeah. somebody that's willing to take some risks too, which is something that I always appreciate in the whiskey that we taste on the show, because when when somebody can be led by that passion to mm. try something a little crazier, mm-hmm. maybe push out a broader boundary than, you know, somebody would normally think
2: about, that's when you're capturing lightning in a bottle.
3: Yeah. You
4: know? That's good. At
2: some point I think they're gonna dabble so we paired up with uh Duclaw because Duclaw Brooke Brooke or Brook Brooks, I can't remember if they hear this. Evan, I'm sorry. I know your <laughs> name. He's the rep that I became really close with. So Unicorn Whiskey Fairy is my, you know, online persona. And Unicorn Farts is something from Dewclaw. Awesome. So when I used to work That's for Hop right. and Wine way back when, um, one of my buddies who still work for the company, Zach, was like, Evan, have you not met Avalon? He's like, No, why? He's like, Well, she dresses up in her unicorn onesies for a bunch of events. You do too. You guys should do something <laughs> together. And I was like, Yeah, absolutely. So we literally met at Cafe Nola in Frederick like a year or so ago and uh, hit it off. Once his boss found out that we did beer whiskey, he's like, I wanna do that.
3: That's awesome. Yes. You sign know, me up.
2: And yeah. Well now
0: everybody that Avalon knows has the same voice
3: It's the same how we just go
4: into like, the Chicago old, or yeah, right? like on the Old or Chicago mother. writers. Like, I wanna
3: do <laughs> Hey, kid.
4: Put some
2: beer in that whiskey.
5: Do do a Scottish accent. All right, then. I'm in my kilt over here.
2: Well, it comes from being New Jersey. It's really, like, Mm -hmm. the only accent I can do outside of, like, North Dakota, because I used to vacation there a lot. I hear hear a little...
5: Can I say, because I hear through this whole thing small rewind and listen to it again plus it gives us another download um i hear listen to sm- it on another platform yeah. please i hear small moments of some accent and it, it there was a bit of a soda
0: there yeah it's a, l- yeah. a little mid little touch of the Found midwesty it.
2: it's it's because i've worked with so many different people and i pick up on accents yeah. And just whatever makes sense with certain words that I like, I it love just it. continues. I mm-hmm. dig so It's it. like a hodgepodge of of accents. You're collecting that I have. accents per word. Yeah, yeah, literally yeah. per like word. <laughs> it's
0: the work of a sociopath.
4: Really, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I can blend in anywhere.
0: So I, 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 not <laughs> to talk about whiskey again, um, but <laughs> are I, we? I, I, I'm, I'm going to again because I'm, I'm just sitting here with basically the finish of this one that we just tried i uh, it's i think it's been about two minutes since i took a sip and it's just it's so it's so nice you know it's got this so, like sorry that to say like yeah nice that's right <laughs> that's right um, kids listen to this show Aaron. calm down they should not um but no, it's so it's warm. It's got that you know what what we what we will you know sometimes call a Kentucky hug, Virginia hug, I guess in in this case, and it's got this sweet but not too sweet, almost like an oatmeal with honey sort of thing going on mm. on the finish that just sort of lingers there, and I'm digging it.
2: So the bar, so that I actually uh, got a, a case of the barley wine, of the actual beer itself. And tasting them back to back is super cool because, like, that honey, because it's a barley wine, but it's not a super sweet barley wine. It mm. does have, like, that nice little just enough hops in there without it to making your teeth hurt yeah. because we've all had those before. And we're like, I didn't know that I was going to drink a dessert beer <laughs> until it hit your mouth. And you're like, mmm. Should have had a thimble full of that yeah, instead. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, so there's this super well-balanced, but, like, once you distill it down, those nice, like, honey flavors and... What you're referencing to come through in the beer, but the only thing that doesn't really come through is the true hops mm. that actually happens in the beer, yeah. so it just mellows it out a lot.
5: It's one of those we killed it, right? Did we kill it? Yeah,
2: it's. I mean, I got another bottle in the car, so yeah, that's what you think. <laughs> I didn't want everybody to know
5: that I was gonna like a drug deal at the because you know, um, no. <laughs> I was gonna go to the Do back, of the car. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Open the trunk like mafia. Like, like somebody I walk distance, out
2: the studio and you just bang me over the head. Like get her keys.
5: You know we're recording. Get the this. bottle. I don't care anymore. It's
2: only conspiracy um, at this point. That's
4: so fine. So here's
5: the here's the beautiful thing about recording and then also editing. I go back and listen and I go ooh and then I delete it. So I don't. I can say whatever I want. I'm I'm fucking immune. Okay.
4: Oh. Um, it's all right. We're still PG 13 if there's only one. I'll hate myself <laughs> later for that. What just happened?
5: No, but when you. There's killing a bottle, and you're like, "That was great," and we have a social media yeah, account. He's sad. So, yeah, th- sometimes it. <laughs> sometimes you kill a bottle, and you just you kill the bottle. It was good, and you move on. Sometimes you kill a bottle, and it's like it is sad. You're like, "That was so good, and it's gone." <laughs> That's one of those bottles. Yeah. like I'm oh, heartbroken. Yeah, it's and that I, I have a hard. Sometimes I have a hard time. Are right? are you, are I am. you
2: welling he up is. a little <laughs> bit?
0: Sorry, I, we'll I, get I, in the car when we leave. Uh, we'll drive to Virginia and
5: be okay. <laughs> You know, I have a hard time opening bottles sometime, and we make a joke about I'll get a bottle of something, and I won't open it. And I have all these whiskeys at home, and none of them I'm like, don't open it. I The ones that I don't open are special. Like they were a gift, or, you know, I met somebody and had a really cool experience with that person, or it's, it's a whiskey that means a lot to me, whatever. Or, you know, I get it as a gift, and then I share it with friends, and they drink half the bottle. You know, whatever. Um, it was so, a good night, though. It was a, it was good, a good night. night. That's <laughs> a Highland Park 25 year that I got— um for christmas from my beautiful wife and i shared it with friends and shared it with friends and then shared it, with friends, shared, it with friends, <laughs> shared it with friends so anyway it was really good so anyway that's one of the reasons i have such a hard time opening a bottle because the second i taste something i know is amazing and interesting and complex i'm so scared of it going away mm-hmm. it's meant to be drink that's mm-hmm. the whole point that's what we're doing but that's one of those bottles that it was so good, I'm like, now I'm sad.
4: It's kind of like the action figure paradigm, right? Like, you you, you want to keep wanna it play prestigious? With it? Yeah, <laughs> but you want to take it down and actually, you know,
2: enjoy it. Ah, uh, yeah. You know? yeah. But it's, I'm it's... glad
5: we opened this box.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. worth it. I'm yeah. glad it
5: was almost empty when we got it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, what I always, like, recommend for people is, like, even if, if you've tried it or haven't tried it before, especially if it's a one-off, always get two bottles. Always.
4: One yeah. to play with, one to put on the shelf. Right.
2: And, you know, eventually, like in your older years, you're like, that was really good. And I have somebody that can actually appreciate it. And they're not going to drink all of it. Because once you get enough of a whiskey collection, you got a lot to choose from. Yeah. So we're like, we're going to dabble here. And then we're done. And then we're yeah. going to go to the next yeah. one. I said, we're done. We're going to put it in lock on. and key. Yeah. 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 No, nope. um, drop it. <laughs>
5: <Yeah>. <laughs> when new whiskey people come over and they grab that one bottle and you're like, I think you'd be better served with something over this Would you like some shelf. Jameson? Yeah. Let's you ever heard y'all. of Jameson? It's wonderful. <laughs> Nothing wrong with Jameson. I actually really like Jameson. Yeah, I... Anyway, brought to you this by our
3: sponsors. The... <laughs> 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 Long story for that. It's good. It's good. It's a good payoff, though. Yeah. Maybe. All right. So ki-
0: kind of as we're wrapping up, um, keeping in mind, this is coming out end of March, maybe beginning of April. Um I know you, you you already talked about one thing, but uh, what what do you want to plug? What's coming up for you? Where can people follow you, and all this sort of thing? Do your do your spiel. Take as long as you like.
2: Okay. Well, uh, as for social media, I on um, Instagram, I'm at Unicorn Whiskey Fairy, whiskey with an e. Our new releases. I had mentioned the um, Pear uh, Old Tom Brandy Age Gin. We're also coming out with a really cool collaboration, I think, in May with Guar, the band. Oh, yeah. Everybody perked up just now. Yeah. Um, In Richmond. So we did a private finish with them. It's a sugar maple and cherry finish whiskey. I have not tried it. I haven't even... I've seen the, the bottles naked in the cases because we are waiting on the labels to come to us with all their artwork so we really i think we made like a little like hey this is what's gonna happen in february and the amount like i found out when everybody else found out so the amount of emails and like instagram messages i got like tell me more about this i'm like bruh, i literally just found this out when you did when i woke up just now because they were on like a cease and desist, like no yeah. social media, anything until they like, all decided to- I had a naked bottle in my hand. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Did so... Gore
5: come into the studio? Yeah.
2: Yeah. They were all dressed the, up in their garb and everything. Into and... the studio? Into the... <laughs> there they are, guys. Yeah. They, they were ju- They wore up. the thing- so it was funny. So uh, John... with a tie, where they all had ties on. <laughs> this is a
0: meeting. Yeah, obviously. Yeah.
2: So they came in and like all their costume and John, who you guys had met on the um, the virtual tasting, he was there just doing like normal stuff on a Monday. And he's like, is is our distillery getting invaded by aliens? Like, what <laughs> is happening? <laughs> who are these people? Like, he didn't make the connection until after. And like, he goes up to Scott. He's like, so uh, what what's going on about this? And Scott's like, don't worry about it. It just like goes back into the ether. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, a weird he's behind a <laughs> <laughs> What a like, weird job. <laughs> <laughs> and John's like, okay, I want to keep my job, so I'm not going to talk about this. And then once it gets released, he's like, so that's what that was for. Come to realize. So, uh,
1: yeah. So that's going to be a
2: huge, huge release. One uh, score actually gets uh, labeled and out. Right? What if he
5: came in and he was like Monday morning? He comes in, he's setting up, he looks over and he sees him and he goes, Oh, we must be doing a bottle of release with Guar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like See, nonchalant.
2: I if it was me, I probably would have done that because my I'm not a big fan of Guar, but my only reference to it and what I try to like remind people of if they've ever seen Empire Records, when Mark's eating the brownie and he's just like talking to Guar, if I would have seen the costumes like, oh, it's Guar. Yeah, I've been to Guar Bar in Richmond.
5: Whiskey with Guar? Oh, that makes sense. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, right. so are we still doing the meeting at noon? or is that just...
0: In your mind, <laughs> is John, like, typing on a typewriter yeah, for yeah, no right, reason? Oh, it's Guar. What are you, Clark Kent?
2: So, yeah, so that I think that's the next one. Later on in the year, we're probably going to be coming out with the, oh, the Duclaw release. So they actually have their own barley wine along with a a bourbon barrel aged stout that they did. So that's when Brooks was like, I wanna do that. Those are the ones There's that the voice again
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Those are the ones that he brought. And when you're talking about doing like fun and like experimental stuff, um, we might be playing around with unicorn farts. Nice. Say that again. Want like to you wanna play around with some unicorn I farts. Can't wait. So we've never distilled a um, a sour before. So we have our little still. They gave us like four of the cans, and we're gonna try and distill them down, and see what it they're gonna be like once we age them. So that's that might be. be interesting. Some, that's gonna be unicorn farts. Sounds fantastic. That's gonna be unicorn whiskey fairy. That's gonna be that's we. I've already told them. I was like, that's what you're your name. It I'll has get. to be unicorn yeah, right. whiskey oh, fairy yeah. farts. Yes. And there's gonna be glitter in it, and my face is gonna be on it. And, yeah, like, make a cartoon out of you. In oh, I, there's already onesie. one. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, my, that's my logo for my yeah. uh, Instagram. Excellent. So that'll be... Follow, follow, follow. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm excited to see when they, you know, start playing around with that one.
5: This tastes like farts. I can't wait to say that. And my plan <laughs> is,
2: at some point uh, down the road, I want to do, once everything opens up, do kind of like a golden ticket thing for Catoctin Creek Bottles. And if you get, like, a unicorn whiskey fairy token underneath, we are going to create, like, a bar crawl for whoever wins it. Oh, that's
4: cool. That sounds amazing. And then do, like,
2: a distillery tour and then have a bar crawl of, like, whatever cool. area of the places that carry Catoctin. That's really cool. So that's that, that idea came to me, like, before COVID mm-hmm. happened. And I was like, let me give it, like, a year. There's, and then a year and everything. Changed. There's people
5: <laughs> listening going, what's a? bar crawl I don't yeah leave your house oh, such a thing.
3: <laughs>
2: one of the things i do have going on right now is uh in dc and in frederick maryland i have the catoctin creek uh women's cocktail trail so a bunch of supporters of ours in dc if you follow me on facebook or sorry on uh, instagram you'll be able to see the restaurants that are participating in both dc and in frederick maryland
3: cool Cool. So it's
2: at a bar crawl because we can't do that anymore, but it's just kind of like a fun way to support women in the industry. It's most of the cocktails are made by female bartenders. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Taco Daddy in Frederick, they're giving all the females 22 percent autograt tip for the entire month. That's oh, awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, uh, just to kind of like you know, since we only make you know whatever cents on a dollar from men yeah. over the years, yeah. kind of evening the uh-huh. playing. That's amazing. You know, that's really neat. That's Clever. a cool idea. Yeah, yeah.
0: good.
4: I like, so. I like how when we ask you, like Avalon, what do you want to like touch on before we go, and then there was just a list. of things. Here's another podcast of like, things. I feel like I'm back <laughs> to scrolling through all the awards on the Katoctin website right now.
0: <laughs> Welcome to episode four of Avalon.
4: No, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for yes, coming on. Yes, thank you. We have to, uh, we have to have you back so we can get farty with the unicorn farts. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I just want to be, be able to say, say that
5: and not get frowned on.
4: <laughs> Never. We're not editing any of that out. What a great
5: episode of non-edible material.
4: All right, guys, well, that'll about wrap it up for us today. Um, I hope you were taking notes about all the best tips for eating and finding delicious meatballs, learning how to pronounce things like frisky whiskey, and understanding all of the wonderful things about unicorn whiskey fairies and the good they do for us in the spirits industry. So until our next episode, make sure that you check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Cast Chasers or on our website at castchasers.org. If you liked today's episode or have burning unanswered questions, hit us up at podcast at castchasers.org. And remember, it's not about finding the perfect dram. It's all in the chase.